Hey, what's going on? This is episode six of Sports Are Funny with George Arjour, and today we have a jam-packed episode. We have April Rose on, uh, aka they call me underscore ape on Instagram. She's the girl who went viral and famous, got pretty famous or infamous in her own words, for getting arrested and grinding on a cop and saying, do you like that? Um, she's she's absolutely hilarious, and she was a great interview. You're going to really enjoy that. We talked about the NCAA uh, finally letting players profit off their likeness. Kyrie Irving, two girls show their boobs at the World Series. And a little bit of NFL talk. Uh, two teams I think could be fringe contender, fringe playoff teams uh, who aren't in the playoffs if it started today. And uh, you're going to really ep- enjoy this episode. Don't forget, before we get started, uh, to follow me personally on uh, Instagram and Twitter at GJarjour. That's G-J-A-R-J-O-U-R. And follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at sports R, the letter R funny pod both on twitter and instagram this is a great episode you're really going to enjoy it but first a word from our sponsor Hello, and we have April here today where um, if you listen to this podcast last week, uh, we, you know, kind of talked about her on the podcast. Uh, She got arrested in, I think, Alabama. We'll let her tell the story. Um, And she kind of told the cop, you know, you like that and kind of it's a grinded on him. I don't know. I let her explain it more. It's been on her website. It's been all over social media. She's kind of become a social media phenom. So let's welcome in uh, April. April, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing really good. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I guess, is that how you describe it? You kind of like grinded on the cop? Uh, what would you, I guess, describe that happened? Um, gosh, I think that I would have to, I guess, maybe be drunk again to really understand and describe what I did. Um, I saw the video and I was like, oh... I don't, I don't know why really I did that, um, <laughs> but there's, uh, there's actually a clip uh, that's a little bit longer. I think Fifth Year posted it, and um, it's been edited out to like a seven-second version. But the the fuller one, I was, uh, I was cussing him out. I was, um, I was very upset, um, and yeah, I. Uh, I told him to back up, and he was handcuffing me, and he said no, so I just thought that he maybe enjoyed being close to me. I don't I really don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, no, that, it's pretty funny. I mean, you kind of like, like, you know, before, I guess you became a viral sensation almost. Like, it was all over the internet. Everyone was talking about it. I, I think on our, like, our business's Twitter, it got over a thousand retweets on our Instagram, it got over a thousand sends. Like everyone was like, even my like dad came up to me. He's like, "Did you see this video of this girl getting arrested?" I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." Like, uh, I get. Have you ever heard of the Cheetah Girls? The what is it? The Cheetah Girls. No, I have... like Sister Sister from back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I yeah, I grew up watching them, and my mom sends me a link, and she's like, "Oh my god, Sister Sister is talking about you," and it's. 
um, a talk show that they have called The Real Talk, I think. Yep. And, like, my, my childhood idols were just laughing at the video. I was like, this is so incredibly surreal. Like, people ask me, they're like, oh, how does it feel to be famous? I'm like, one, I'm not famous. You're like, like if anything, I'm infamous. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. But it's just, it just hasn't really set in yet, you know? Yeah. Like, what was your reaction like when I mean I guess we'll go through the whole story I'm I don't know if you stayed at overnight in jail but like did you like when the video started circulating around were you like oh holy shit <laughs> yeah so I actually um so the incident happened at like three o'clock maybe uh in the morning at Waffle House I had already had like a full night um I was just getting some food and about to go home and uh, after I got arrested, I went in and uh, I stayed there until about six yep. Sunday night. So they kept me um, all day. Oh wow! Like over twenty. Like and I, yeah, yeah. And I had I don't think it was quite twenty four hours, maybe, but uh, I was in there for a pretty pretty long time, and I had no idea. I'm not kidding. When I was in there, I was like. I started crying. I was like, no one's going to come get me. No one's going to know that I'm in jail. Like, all my friends are going to have to wait until, like, Tuesday or something. And I'm going to, you know, I was just losing my mind. And um, uh, the the officer that was doing the out-processing yeah. for me, they were like, yeah, I, I wouldn't really worry about that. They were like, you're the, you're the talk of the town. I was like, what are you talking about? And they started laughing. <laughs> and they were like, you'll, you'll see when you get out. I was like, what are you talking about? And they were like, somebody videoed it. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, of course. Because I, at the time, I didn't remember what I did. Yeah, well, so like, I had to ask the officers. Yeah, well, your first reaction is like, what did I do? Did I hit the officer? Did I, like, cuss him out? Yeah. Did I do something really exactly, dumb? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that I grinded on the officer. <laughs> but um, the the police officer doing the outprocessing was the one that told me about the video, and then she's like, "Yeah, it's got like two million views so far." I was like, "Can I stay here? <laughs> like, can you just keep me for a little bit longer, please?" <laughs> <laughs> You're like, like I'm going to turn yeah. around. This is good. I'm good here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I want to go back in here. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's pretty, like, it's crazy. Once the officer's like, you're like, oh, man, everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. And luckily, they, um, they were pretty, like, after I sobered up, because when I, when I was getting processed in, I was still, I was still pretty drunk, and I was, I guess, causing a little ruckus. Yep. Um, so, once I, once I sobered up, uh, they were really, um, I mean, obviously what I did isn't lighthearted, you know, yeah. it's, it's serious, but they were, they were nice about it, they were understanding, um, uh, yeah, I actually, uh, saw the cops too, um, I'm on the Walk to End Alzheimer's Planning Committee. Yep. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw the um, the Snapchat video that I posted on my Instagram, but I went to the event on Sunday. Yep. 
and my whole family was there. And uh, we have we have a cop that comes from the city to just monitor the event. Yep. So I get there and I'm uh, I'm talking to the photographer for, that I got for the event, and he's like, "Man, that that cop keeps staring at you. Do you ever like?" like look at the cops and think like oh I wonder if they recognize me and I'm like yeah all the time and I turn around and I shit you not it's, it's the cops who arrested me <laughs> and I was like wow God has like a super funny sense of humor yeah like, did he I mean he's kind of famous now too in a way <laughs> yeah yeah I would I would assume so and I hate like he has I think he has a girlfriend and I I think he has children so I I feel bad for, um, I mean, I feel bad for giving him a hard time when it happened, but especially now that everyone knows about it, I, I feel bad. Did, but you, he, did uh, you talk to him? Um, after hiding in my car for 30 minutes, <laughs> I did. Like, I, I was like, I told my parents, I was like, yeah, I'm a dip real quick. You can be like, woosah, you collect my thoughts, and then I'm going to uh, see if I have the courage to go talk to him. So I walked up to him. And it was short and sweet, um, and he, yeah, he was nice about it. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, I said I'm April. He's like, nice to meet you again. I was like, yeah. <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least he has a I sense of really humor about it. I don't really count the first time, though. <laughs> no, definitely. I guess. I mean, that's pretty rem- – that- I mean, just I, like you said, God is funny. I mean, you, the <laughs> for him to be working that event is just absolutely like – it's almost exactly. something out of a movie. Exactly. I like. I was like, "There's no fucking way. Like, there's no way." No. Um, and I, I, I didn't really remember what he looked like. Uh, so it took me, it took me a while to go talk to him. But it, eventually, we were so close to each other that it was kind of hard to ignore him. Right. And it was, you You should have seen his face. After I, like, walked away, I went back to where my family was at a different tent, and I could see him smiling to himself. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I mean, he, we're all human at the end of the day. Like, he's probably like, oh, man, this this is so funny, but he has to stay professional about it. He's not going to tell you how cool it was. Really. Yeah. But, you know, he knows yeah. he's cool. Did your parents, like, yeah. freak the fuck out, or were they? Um, they... My parents are, like, really understanding. Um, I'm still my parents' favorite child, so I want that on record. Um, <laughs> how do you have, do you have any brother, siblings do you have? I have two older brothers. All right. But um, I'm, I'm still the angel. Um, my parents are really understanding. My mom made a joke. She's like, well... Just tell him that you were doing a field experiment for uh, social work and you wanted to see what it was like to be in jail. I was like, Mom, I can't, I'm not going to tell anybody that. And then my dad, uh, I called my dad and I was really upset. I was like, Dad, like, I so fucked up. Like, I don't know what to do. And he, he's like, honestly, if I got videoed every time I did something really fucking stupid, like, my life would be over, you know? Yeah. Something something to that accord but uh yeah our parents yeah, are they, lucky uh, though because our parents are you know the, 
their generation has never had like cameras following them everywhere in every single situation yeah. even like i'm 31 um and it's like even when i was in college like what 10 years ago we started having camera phones but we didn't have like instagram or snapchat we had facebook and no one like would just go upload random shit on facebook you know so like you mm-hmm. you your guys age, you, you just graduated last year right yeah yeah but you're still in that like uh, wait. Yeah, last uh, this is my second fall bartending. Yeah. So a year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah. So you're still in that like yeah. generation where like everything you do can be like follows you around. It's kind of crazy how, like literally, you just like went out. You so many people have probably done like got arrested and did something similar to what you've done in the past or something really bad. And then there's no camera following around like your dad said. So like. What you did yeah. isn't like really bad. It was just funny. <laughs> yeah, and I, I hate it. I, like, I don't think that sexual assault is to be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I'm not trying to promote rape culture or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, I recognize how serious it is, um, but at the same time, I feel like. Uh, if I was going to get charged with sexual assault, it would have happened, but mm-hmm. I didn't because legally that's not what I did. Right. Um, Is that what they were trying to get you then, on? Uh, no. The, oh. the officer just charged me with like um, the most basic harassment. Okay. Um, and then misconduct. Okay. Well, I guess you're, uh, do, do you want to tell like what ha- from what you remember? I know you said you were pretty drunk. Yeah, I was actually like it, it's pretty spotty yeah. but um my friend they were closing down the bar that I work at and I was yeah. going to say bye to everybody yeah. at the Uber home and my friend was like no go to Waffle House yeah. um I was like alright yeah let's go and she and I <laughs> oh excuse me she and I went over and uh I guess we were sitting Okay, let me start by saying this is not as exciting of a story as people think it's going to be. <laughs> like, it's really, really not. But um, we went to Waffle House and we saw—I guess we saw some friends. And, and you, but you're already drinking at the bar you work. Were you working or? No, I was off. You're off. All right. I was gonna say it's pretty cool if you can drink and work at the same time. I mean. I, I, I'd, oh, I'd sign. No. I'd sign up for that bartending. I'd, I'd sign up for that bartending job. <laughs> yeah, I, I would too. Um, but no, I was off. She had been working. She just got off, but she was really hungry. Uh, we went out. We saw some of her friends, and we sat down at the booth. And the officer comes up into the Waffle House, and he's like, "Hey, there's only so many people to a booth." And I guess I mean I was I was pretty drunk. And I'm already pretty naughty. So yeah. I looked at him and I was like, why? Is it because my thighs are too big? Are my hips too wide? And he, he didn't really think it was a joke, but I guess drunkenly I thought that it was going to be taken as a joke. <laughs> and he's like, you need to get up right now. So we got up and we were standing at the front. Um, and... I kept asking, I was like, why can't, if y'all sit in the booth, why is it such a big deal to sit there? And he, uh, Sam, my friend, said Mm. that he kept ignoring me and pushing past me. Yep. And I guess that just made me even more, like, 
Like more belligerent. Or like fixated on getting an answer. Um, <laughs> You're like, no, really, uh, am, am I fat? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay, but, but uh, sir, sir, you know? Um, Excuse me, so sir. Yeah, like waving my hand right in front of his face, like trying to jump up and get in his line of vision. I don't know. Uh, but he, I'm, like I'm not, I'm still not really sure the exact events, but like the gist of it was he got annoyed with me. I was very intoxicated. He's like, okay, you just need to go. So I'm getting escorted out. And I guess I start putting up a fight. Yep. And I'm like, you know, like, get your hands off me. I don't, I have no idea. Um, but he ended up, like, uh, slamming me on the ground because I was being so uncooperative. Yikes. And then at that point, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take her in. She's gonna get arrested. Um, so when the video was taken was after he picked me up off the ground. And I was cussing him out for a little bit, and then I, I wasn't—I wasn't actually trying to have sex with the cop. <laughs> I, I mean, I—I I, I figured I figured that out. Trying to piss him off. Yeah, yeah. Some people um, aren't that smart. So. I, I know some people are the. There's so many dumb fucks out there. So like. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah. is she really turned um, on by the cop? And they're like, no, obviously not. She's trying to, yeah. you're, you're, you're trying to be, like, you're I trying mean, to be an ass. Yeah, yeah. And I'm actually very good at it, um, sober or otherwise. <laughs> so, now everybody knows that. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's like, that you showed your, a good personality in that video. He got to save him. <laughs> so, like, like, yeah. And obviously, people know who you are. And you're like you said, you work at a, you know at the Alzheimer's Foundation. You didn't lose your job. Like you, obviously, people you have a reputation of being like a good person. So other a lot of people would have lost yeah, their job. Everybody, yeah, everybody in Tuscaloosa that like knows me is like they know my sense of humor and they know exactly what I was trying to do. Yeah. So they're like, oh, April, like, you know, they're laughing about it. But, um, yeah, other people that don't really know me and don't know how to take it think otherwise. And, and I understand that. I think that if I saw that video of someone else, I would definitely be making some fucking memes. Yeah. I would definitely <laughs> be making some fucking jokes, you know. Um, I think everybody's entitled to their own opinion and... It sucks that I'm receiving uh, end with some bad opinions, but I don't. It's still, like I said before, it still hasn't really set in, you know. Right. It doesn't feel like everyone has seen it. Well, and it seems like you're having fun with it too, like on your Instagram and stuff. You're like, oh, if I did that, wait until the LSU game and stuff like that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how else to to handle it, you know? Well, like, I think you're handling it perfect. Like, yeah, some people were like, just delete your Instagram, you know, um, set it to private. I set, my, I set my Instagram to private and it was still like, I had like probably 30,000 requests to follow and I had to like go through and delete tons of them and then 
I had to I had to give my two best friends hmm. uh, the password to my Instagram. I'm like, y'all, this is way too much. Can you please help me like try to like simmer this down? And once I realized that every like a video was already out there, there were screenshots of my Instagram page already up. Like after I realized there was nothing really that I could do other than just kind of make jokes about it. Right. I was like, fuck it. Like, yeah, seriously, bro. It anyway. Yeah, like everyone knew about it anyway, but you handled it great. Like you said, a lot of people would have just like went and deleted their Instagram and hid behind a, behind a wall and probably maybe even left Tuscaloosa at that point, you know. Yeah. But like you, well, no, I was I was in jail for almost a day, so that was enough hiding for me. Like, <laughs> I wasn't wasn't that interested in hiding anymore. You know, I feel you. You know, I, I think you handled it great. I mean, that's why I reached out to you. I just thought, like, I liked how you embraced it. You're like, well, fuck it. I, this happened. I'm a good person. I don't really give a shit about your guys' opinions on me. I'm having fun with it, but it yeah. sucks, but it happened. Like, you can't change that fact now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. Well, here's a question for you. How many, like, and you don't have to, like, call out any usernames or anything. How many horrible DMs did you get? Oh my gosh! Like that's always been I, my thing. Like if I was a girl, I like my I wonder what like if you got famous or you did something like you did. Like what kind of DMs come into that inbox? It must be like fucking yeah. like the worst people. Yeah, no, I literally I can't even like I haven't even read all of them because it's so many. Every time I load my Instagram, it loads like five more at this point. Yeah. When it first happened, every time I loaded it, it was like a hundred. But some of the DMs that I've read are like pretty, uh, pretty extreme. Um, can you send me your socks? Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was. Or uh, can you send me used underwear? Um, how much for pictures of your feet? Uh, would you sell your dirty bath water? Just like. People joking and then some people serious. Um, lots of lots of messages asking for nudes, um, asking when I'm going to become a porn star. Apparently, Jesus. my acting was was pretty spot on. I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, and then uh, I've gotten some, some pretty mean ones, some nasty ones. Um, but my. Uh, my friends Bree and Megan they're yeah. they're really helpful and kind of just deleting that right off the bat like not even interested in really reading anyone's negative comments no I feel you I bet you there's been like a couple guys who think they're smooth and they come in like oh I saw what happened don't worry about it and they're trying to like get in, like get on yeah. your good side oh, yeah. those are no, th- those are my no, favorite you have no idea you have no idea I know you get this message a lot seeing as you have 20,000 followers now but I just wanted to say that personally, I really liked your video. <laughs> uh, if you ever need anything, hit me up on Snapchat or you might TikTok. Like, <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Like now this whole thing is resolved because you shared your Snapchat and your TikTok with me. Like. My problems are gone. Yeah. Hey, how about? And I know you put your Venmo on there. Did you get? Did some people help out? Yeah. Okay. I was actually like, again, I was being facetious. Like, I didn't. Maybe I thought that I would get like 
like a hundred bucks, maybe yeah. tops. But at most, I thought it would be funnier than like functional. I right? Guess. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I mean, I work. Uh, I'm an assistant manager at a grocery store, mm. and I get 35 hours a week, and then every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I'm bartending. So, mm. like, I'm. I don't really need handouts, right. but I'm very good at dealing with things by joking. Yep. And I shit you not, I like people. People have been really funny about it. Um, like I've gotten, I think I've gotten twelve hundred dollars. People think that I'm like, like fifty thousand dollars deep. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I've gotten, I've gotten twelve hundred. People just throw me five bucks. I actually had one girl request um, request me five dollars, and she said, "Go Tigers." <laughs> and I actually said to her, "I was like, listen, I want this back, and you can take my pass, but for right. now, it's straight." Yeah. So I, actually, that's that's, just, uh, that's a good move by her. I'll, I'll I'll give her that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are are still pretty funny in my in my Venmo. Um, and I, I took it down as soon as I realized that I, like, over the citation money. I just, uh, I think there's still screenshots, so people are still sending, like, five bucks. But I'm not I'm not interested in, like, getting rich or getting famous off of something really stupid that I did. I feel you. Um, but I am trying to make the best of it while it lasts. Yeah, and then you've done, you've done a great job at it, I guess. His last couple questions here, and I'll let you go. But uh, so, did, how much did you really drink that night? Was it like crazy? What did you have? Um. Okay. So I only had a hamburger and a hot dog. All right. At one of the bars before the game, and that was because I had worked the day before. I woke up late, like wanted to go ahead and get started. Ate that, and then I am five two. And I'm 130 pounds, and sometimes I forget that I can't drink that much. Yeah. <laughs> so through the through the game, I was good. I was drinking bootlegger. We got at the gas station, and if you've ever had bootlegger, no. Well, what's what's a bootlegger? I'm not I'm not from I'm not from the south, so. Oh well, I'll do some bootlegger just so you can sample it. It's a uh, it's like this little glass bottle. I don't know what the alcohol content is. It tastes like gasoline, and it just, it really does the trick. I had bootlegger drink. Bootlegger, yes. So I drank that at the game. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. That looks disgusting, but... Yeah, no, it definitely is. Like, which flavor? There's a, the, the purple one looks like shit. Yeah, I I can only drink the peach because that's the only one that I can stomach. Um, but I needed I needed something like small, you know, consumable. Right. So I did that, and then when we got out, um, I I usually stick to shots. I don't drink like mixed drinks or yeah. beer. Um, and usually I can uh, I can manage myself, but game day night is. Apparently a whole different story. Everybody was like, "Let's take shots." I, I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah. Take, 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 take,
even drunk, my standards are above rumble. So. Did you draw the line at Boo Lager, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was a, it was a good mixture of, of everything. Yeah, it, it it happens. Like we've all we've all been there. I can't say in my college days I didn't uh, have a lot of blackout nights, but I I didn't grind on any cops that I know of. Yeah, yeah. See that you know of. Have I know? Well, hey, you gotta remember we didn't ha- like. I think Instagram released the year my senior year of college, so I just missed out on getting like fucked over. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got out of college. Instagram came out. I was good, I was good to go. Nothing. All, all my stupidity is not documented. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think this is um, this might be like the main one. I definitely have never done anything stupider. Uh, wait. Other than say stupider, that's not even a word, is it? <laughs> I don't think so. But it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, no. Then that takes the cake over the video. Um, but no, I'm definitely I'm gonna I'm gonna look for some bootlegger and I'll uh, I'll let you know if it's if it's how bad it is. I know it's not any yeah, good. Yeah. See, okay, go ahead and drink some and then let me know. Stay around, uh, stay away from cops, but let me know. Let me know how it goes. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll see if our bar over here has it. We got we got we live in a little town center with a bunch of bars, so I'm sure someone has bootlegger somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, perfect. Well. Thank you so much for uh, recording, and um, it was really nice talking to you. And I'll, um, and hopefully, uh, this yeah, is a good chat. Yeah, you. of course. And hopefully, we don't uh, have another video of you. Uh, sort of, well, may, well, hopefully, we have a video of you at like the Alzheimer's and doing something really good, and then people, yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you again, and uh, it was nice talking to you. Uh, cool. You too. And I'm still here. I, that's the end of a recording. But uh, yeah, see what? Yeah, that was that wasn't too bad. Yay! <laughs> All right. That was April. Um, Interview was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, during the time of the interview, uh, we had some breaking news. Uh, the NCAA is now going to be allowing athletes to um, get compensated off their likeness. This is just breaking right now. I didn't get a big chance to actually take a look at all this, but breaking news, the NCAA will allow athletes to be compensated for their names, image, and likenessness in a major shift for the organization. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, ramifications with this, but the number one being that now we might have NCAA football, my favorite video game of all time. I, I mean, that to me is the big takeaway from here. I mean, I know a lot of people... There's uh will benefit in more important ways than myself playing a video game, but the real thing here is like NCAA football is the greatest video game of all time. I love FIFA, I love Madden, I love NBA 2K, but nothing beats college football, NCAA football. And if we get that back, um, this is the most important thing in my life, and that's what I'm more concerned about. Yeah, now athletes will make a little bit of money, but. This is the way I've always said the NCAA should be able to pay their athletes. If um, 
the Trevor Lawrence, you know, on the news article on Sun Highlights, which is our Twitter, uh, you'll see, you know, um, picture of Trevor Lawrence on the NCAA football cover. He would actually be able to make money off that cover. So athletes won't be paid to play, which is what I've always been against. Athletes will be paid for stuff they do off the field. For example, if um, Tim Tebow, we'll use him as an example, was making was really popular during college. If you wanted to go to the local Albertsons or local mall or local Chevron dealer or Chevy dealer and sign autographs and get paid for that appearance, you'll be able to do that now. And I think that's great. I think that's the way they should they should have thought about this the whole time. It's the way they're letting it go because you can't with Title IX. You can't actually pay players to play for Clemson football because what your kicker is going to make the same amount as your quarterback Trevor Lawrence and the same amount as your you know seventh best women's volleyball player. It just makes no sense. So that there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, as I said, the news is just breaking now, so I don't really have as much information as I would like. Um, but overall. This is great news for the student athlete. This is great news for college football. Um, I think the ability to have, you know, like a game like NCAA college football reemerge and re be able to um, play is huge. Why? Because at that point, um, the game becomes more popular, you know. I always use FIFA as an example. I'm a big uh, English Premier League fan. I'm a big sports fan and of all sports. But like soccer lately to me is obviously after, you know, American football, NFL college, NBA, baseball, then soccer. But why is soccer kind of like really taking a big uptick in my life because of the game FIFA? Because I love playing FIFA. I started getting to know the players. I'm starting to get to know the clubs. I'm starting to get to know the comp- different competitions in Europe. So that has enabled me to become more of a fan of the game of soccer, more of a fan of following soccer. And I think NCAA football will be able to do the same thing um, by doing by you know allowing the players to profit off their likeness. Um. So that's that story. The next thing I want to discuss is the NFL and kind of some key takeaways after uh, I think that was week eight we just finished. We're you know right through almost a half, I guess halfway point for some teams, some teams off a bye. We're right around the halfway point of the season here. And the, you know I got a couple big takeaways that I want to discuss. Uh, We're going to start off with my big takeaways in the NFC. The NFC is just super loaded. I mean, if you want to go look in the NFC, uh, the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to have contenders. I'm going to have fringe contenders. And I'm going to give in each conference one team that can emerge from the fold that's not in the playoffs today that can make a run and make the playoffs and make some noise. So we have some contenders to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. And to me, that are those are the San Francisco 49ers, the Seattle Seahawks, the L.A. Rams, the New Orleans Saints, the Green Bay Packers, the Minnesota Vikings are off of that. So that's Green Bay, New Orleans, San Francisco, Seattle, L.A. I think these are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. 
the fringe contenders, these are teams that could make it Super Bowl if everything aligns correctly, are Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Minnesota Vikings. All three of those teams are in a good position to make the playoffs. All three teams could get hot and could make a run for the Super Bowl. After that, my one surprise team, the team that can emerge from not being in the playoffs to getting into the playoffs to me is that the Detroit Lions. And I'm going to spend more time on the te- these both of these teams in the AFC and NFC than I do on the other, you know, fringe contenders, contenders, whatever that I, we just said. The Detroit Lions are 3-3-1 and now after seven games. Look at some of their losses. They tied the Arizona Cardinals, and now in hindsight, that game doesn't look as bad, bad as, a, as it once did. They lost to the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes by four. They lost to the Packers with a very, very controversial call by one point on Monday Night Football. And they lost to a good Minnesota Vikings team by 12 points uh, at home. But that was a week after Green Bay coming off a short week and coming off a very emotionally distressful loss where, you know, you could blame the referees. If just one of those things went their way right now, they'd be five, two and one, four, two and one. If two of those things went their way, they'd be 5-1-1 one, one. or 6-1-1. One, one. So the Detroit Lions are my fringe contender, and the reason for this is the remainder of their schedule. They, go, they have Oakland, Chicago, Dallas, and the Redskins. Next four games. Could they go 3-1 in those next four? I believe so. That put them at 6-4-1. After that, they would have the Bears, Vikings, Buccaneers, Broncos. Once again, could they go three and one there? Yes, they. In my opinion, they can. That put them at nine, five and one, and then to be playing Green Bay at home to end the season. Green Bay at that point might have already clinched everything needed to be clinched, and might be an easy game to go ten, five and one. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I believe that the Detroit Lions are one of those fringe contenders, those fringe teams. Uh, that could make a run here later on in the season. And in the AFC, there's two candidates here to me that could really make a run. And I'm let me just, you know, in hindsight, let's go back and do the same thing. In the AFC Super Bowl contender, there's only one, the New England Patriots. Fringe, well, and you can put Kansas City when Mahomes is, is uh, healthy, but just the way the Patriots' defense played and looks like they might wrap up, wrap up home field advantage really early this season, you got to have New England at one. Um, after that, the fringe contenders are Kansas City. And, and frankly, you might put Baltimore in there as well, but overall, outside of New England and Kansas City, I don't believe any team can make the Super Bowl in the AFC. Now, there's two teams I really want to highlight here, one that I fucking hate and one that I do like to be fringe uh, contenders. Now, I'm going to tell you guys from now, the Cleveland Browns are not going to be the team I choose. The Cleveland Browns are 2-5 and five right now, and the next, their, next, their upcoming schedule is the Broncos, Bills, Steelers, Dolphins, Steelers, Bengals, Cardinals. They could go on a winning streak here and really turn their season around. But the team I'm going to highlight is one of those teams that they do play. And that's the Pittsburgh Steelers sitting there at three and four. Now, I'm not saying Pittsburgh is going to make a run and make the playoffs. Remember, I'm just trying to choose one team that I believe could make it, and that's Pittsburgh. Why? They're three and four. Uh, They've had a ton of injuries this year. They have the Colts, Rams, Browns, Bengals, Browns, Cardinals, Bills, Jets, Ravens. It's not a murderous row. Could the Pittsburgh Steelers finish eight and eight? 
I think they could. And I think 8-8 eight and eight in this fucking shitty AFC could make the playoffs. So that's my team out of the AFC. Um, to a little bit of college football. Um, like I said, it's going to be a little bit shorter podcast. If you uh, Make sure you listen to the beginning of a podcast of April. Great interview. Um, one of the most fun podcasts I've ever you know recorded here. Um, she's really dynamic, really energetic. But uh, to the uh, to college football, man, I just want to highlight what I heard here between LSU and Alabama coming up on November 9th. Just end the game already. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver at Alabama or at LSU, went on record and guaranteed basically a victory over Alabama. LSU wide receiver Justin Jefferson was asking an innocent question about the red, in the red elephant in the room after the number two Tigers defeated number 10 Auburn Saturday at Tiger Stadium about Alabama. He said, I don't know. He said, we're going to we're going to dominate them. I mean, there's nothing much to it. I mean, we owe them that. So we're going to go get it. We're going to come for their heads. I mean, we're going to do what we need to do. Game over. You cannot give bulletin board material to Nick Saban, man. What are you doing? This is moronic. Justin Jefferson, I'm going to look up Justin Jefferson's stats because he will have zero catches against Alabama. And if he has any catches versus Alabama, he's going to get hit so hard. Man, he's having a great season so far this year. I know. I'm kidding. Justin Jefferson, 55 catches, 819 yards, and nine touchdowns. Fantastic. But you can't guarantee a win over Alabama. What are you doing, dude? Nick Saban is going to have you. He said we're going to go for their heads. Justin Jefferson, your head's going to be on a platter after the game. Last two stories I just want to highlight. Um, boobs. A lot of men like them. All women have them. Boobs were seen at the World Series. Um, if you missed the World Series the other night, uh, Instagram models, Julia Rose, and I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the other girl's name, um, flashed the World Series right behind home plate when Derek, when Garrett Cole was uh, pitching, right? So their boobs show, whatever. It started circling around the internet, and people just loved it, of course, because, you know, men are crazy creatures like, oh my God, it's boobs. Oh no, boobs, 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 boobs. Like men just go fucking nuts about boobs. So they flashed the boobs. It was cool, whatever. Um, after the game, Julia Rose uh, and the other model both got letters from MLB delivered by hand saying, on October 27th, you attended the World Series Game 5 at Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. During the game, you violated the fan code of conduct by exposing yourself during the seventh inning in order to promote a business. You were also part of a scheme in which you induced others to expose themselves to promote the business. You are hereby banned from all Major League Baseball stadiums and facilities indefinitely. Signed, David L. Thomas, Vice President of Security and Ballpark Operations. Well, that's a ratings killer. I think uh, baseball would really, you can see this video on my uh, Sports Are Funny pod Twitter, by the way. Baseball would really benefit from this if uh, this was on their business. Um you got to let this happen, baseball. You can't let this just go. 
Come on, let let the, let them see. They're raising money for breast cancer too. Are you against breast cancer baseball? Look, I don't like it. I've had a daughter. I wouldn't want this to happen. Like this is not who I am. But at the same time, baseball, let it go. Just let it go. And finally, the last story of a day, Kyrie Irving. Uh, reports are that there is already uh, concern in Brooklyn about his moody behavior and his mood swings. Uh, it's been three games. Kyrie's infamous mood swings confirmed by his ex-teammates, which followed him from Cleveland to Boston to Brooklyn to wherever he ends up next, to wherever he goes the rest of his life, are the unspoken concerns that make the Nets officials keel easy. When Irving lapses into these funks, he often shuts down, unwilling to communicate with the coaching staff, front office, and sometimes even his teammates. Net sources said one such episode occurred during the Brooklyn's trip, Brooklyn Nets trip to China, leaving everyone scratching their heads as what pre- precipitated it. There's hope that Kevin Durant, yes, the guy with the burner accounts, another moody motherfucker, Kevin Durant will be able to coax his friend into a better frame of mind. But when presented with that scenario, KD says he'll be hands-off. Leave it to Kevin Durant to be the voice of reason on how to handle yourself and not be moody. Disaster already brewing in Brooklyn. <sighs> That's what happens when you sign Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and to, um, to be the face of your franchise. And that's why sports are funny. Thank you for listening today. We have a great interview coming up. Uh, we'll be releasing later this week with comedian Hal Lublin. Uh, recording that today. Probably releasing on Thursday. Talking Philly sports. Uh, sports in general. And time traveling. Which you know, NBA player, MLB player. Where would you want him to travel in time to? Or vice versa. If you could go to a sporting event later on in your life, where would you time travel to at that point? Thank you. Oh, thank you.